Testing, testing, hot out, Val Cow. One, two, three, four. Are you ready? I'm all ready. You on here? Come on, let's go inside and get started. Dusty out in that hall. Hey, get a load of fat go there. Oh, would I like to fuck you just once? <laughs> Dusty out in that hall. What's my temperature, Norton? <laughs> oh, come on, let's get moving. Isn't there any lot here? Yeah, about 300 pounds. <laughs> A 20% percentage. And now, who is our next guest, please? Herb, here's our next guest. <laughs> Ed Norton. Ha ha! Watch this! The Honeymooners Podcast. The only podcast that is all about the greatest show of all time. With the stars, Joe Conti and Louis Fats. If they ever institute a nut-of-the-month club, I've got a very good idea who's going to be January and February. Welcome, fellow raccoons and members of the Women's Auxiliary. What's happening, all you hurricanes, Bensonhurst bombers, and all you Tony Amicos of the world? You're listening to the Honeymooners Podcast with me, Joe Conti, and my pal, Louis Fats. Odd and even, buses. You know, that's a very interesting, a very, very good thought. Mr. Norton, in what line of business are you? Why, well, I work for the city. In what capacity? Capacity? Uh, about 50,000 gallons a day. I, I work in the sewer. <laughs> I like a man with a sense of humor. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the only podcast all about the greatest show of all time. We record in the non-productive studios at 328 Huntsy Street in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, a.k.a. Clifton, New Jersey. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and leave a positive review. Our home base is non-productive.com slash honeymooners. And uh, first of all, don't forget to like our Honeymooners podcast Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. And if you want to support us through Patreon. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, call 240-442-2635. And you can email us at honeymoonerspodcast at AOL. What's going on, Lou? Joe, 93. Episode 93. 93. <laughs> we have a, no insignificant athletes. No, ap- no, 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 no. Doug right? Gilmore. And who, it, it, that was weird because you did that little scene. But you did a really interesting impression of Brian Carney with yes, the I other did. thing. That was good. How'd you do that? I, you know, I can change my voice. Or is that Brian Carney right the there Brian to my Carney, right? The real Brian right. Carney, of course, <laughs> on, our, on, on episode 93, our second part second of episode part, 93. Yeah. Um, thank you, Brian, again for doing this. We really appreciate it. I'll send you the check in the mail yeah. for coming to do this. Uh, we really, really thank you for doing appreciate this. Appreciate it. <laughs> and, of course, we want to. before we get started, we just want to mention our uh, wonderful, stupendous, tremendous sponsor, at SilkCityHotSauce.com. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and get yourself some great hot sauce, right? And what you do is you purchase the great hot sauce, and then you go to the checkout counter, and you get yourself, um, you purchase all your your coupons, you purchase all of the hot sauce, and then you go to the coupon code in the corner, and you put... Rx. In the coupon code, and you get yourself a 15% percentage, percentage off of your order. And uh, with that, you also get uh, 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 cherry sriracha. A free bottle of cherry I'm sriracha. Sorry, sir, I couldn't think of the word. Exactly. And it's, it's great because you know what? You could get uh, hot sauce, it's good for you. And uh, it goes down better than a. Uh, uh, I don't want either. I'll have a small cup of black coffee. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and if you've been worried about health, Yep. You don't have to worry about because it no. it's all healthy for you, especially no. if you've been. Uh, I've been putting on a little weight lately. They're putting on a little weight lately. lately. You know what I mean? And it's a, it's great. <laughs> I love the fact that Brian's being uh, he's being very uh, courteous about giggling at our dumb, <laughs> our idiotic what we're doing here. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it is. It's funny. Because we, I you mean, know what? I mean, Joe thinks so. Yeah, right. of course. Yeah. And when you ask people about the uh, about Silk Study hot yeah. sauce, they're always like, "Hey." That was great. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. <laughs> and you wonder, how do you get somebody to, you know, buy it? Maybe if you got some friends over, 
You know, all you do is take out one of the bottles. I'll let him taste it. He'll be sold on it just like me. <laughs> okay. okay. This is enough. <laughs> All right. This is absolutely idiotic. <laughs> we have the great Brian Carney here, and I'm playing I'm clips. Playing All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we once again thank you, uh, Brian, for, for coming down yeah. and doing our show. We, this Thanks is a, such a thrill. And all of the uh, full-grown nuts are all uh, yeah. excited about this, and they can't wait for this to come out. Yep. So thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. This is great. It really is. I'm uh, a lot of laughs. Well, this is the thing. We are getting into uh, what we usually do when we start the show, okay? So you just have to bear with us. Um, it is uh, one of the things that we have to do, and it is... Uh, here it is. Fedele. <laughs> The Honeymooners Podcast nights the full-grown nut of the week. Aren't you lucky? Okay. So we, Brian, I don't know if you, you know, but we do a thing where we honor uh, one of our listeners to be full-grown nut of the week. You know, when they're contributors and they're just good guys and they're always, uh, you know, supporting us. Supporting loyal And uh, <clears throat> here we go. Ready? It gives me real pleasure to present to you this award. Brian Carney. <laughs> you are you are our honorary full-grown nut of the week. And you get the uh, the certificate that we usually just make a copy on my phone and then we just email it to whoever they are. You actually get to take this and then on your way home when you're on Route 80, 684 up in you know New York State, crumple it up and throw it out your passenger window, okay? Yeah. We- no. <laughs> or, no, I'm framing or go to, I was saying, Or go to a professional framer and get that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what's great? Frame. He's holding that. He's looking at it right yeah. next to the, the Oscar, Oscar that his dad got. <laughs> like, can you believe the contrast? <laughs> that shows you where I'm at. Hey, really? <laughs> What's serious, Joe? What would you rather have? Brain, that or brain th- carny? Is it? Don't tell me it says brain carny. <laughs> no, it says. Oh, you not, got me! <laughs> oh my God, he got me! He, he's like a good actor. Yeah. He, he, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the That's DNA. A good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Must Thank be, you. Yeah. Thank but, you. Yeah. Yeah. So we just figured uh, we always give it to somebody yeah. and we're like, we have to, we, gotta, we have to do an honorary. An honorary yeah. yeah. And usually we, we tell them like, hey, uh, so-and-so gets a, uh, a uh, two coach and two round trip tickets, tickets to, to Puerto, Puerto Vallarta, Vallarta, you know, like we're doing <laughs> yeah. like the like dating game, doing like you know, the Don Pardo thing. <laughs> yeah. and from Whirlpool, <laughs> a washer dryer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but you, Johnny yeah. Olson. <laughs> Johnny Olson. Olson. Oh my God, I remember yeah, yeah, that. Holy yeah. cow! Um, but wait, before we even start any of the bits, we have to. When he mentioned when we were off the air, um, but, um, when he was talking about um, oh George, yes, can you please tell, tell that we the quick story, story in the interview? Because a few people were asking, they wanted to know, like, hey. Did you have any relationships or did you have any contact with any of the cast since the show, you know, was off the air? Yeah. And you were you were 10 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you didn't know anybody then. Yeah. But you told us a story off the air about somebody that you saw from the cast. I did. I was in New York City uh, and I was on the subway. <clears throat> and I don't actually remember the actor's name. Oh, Barons, what's his last name? Oh, you know what? While you're telling the story, I will look it up. But uh, in the Harvey episode, uh, it was the little guy in the pool room. George. Yeah, right, George. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I can't remember his name. <laughs> but there he was sitting on the subway, and I went over to him and I said, uh, "Harvey episode, right?" And he was very excited. <laughs> Somebody recognized <laughs> him. <laughs> And I was excited to meet him and uh, told him who my dad was and everything. And it was a nice, well, nice little conversation. For him, that had. had to be that had to be a shock for him. Like, who's this guy coming from? And then you just yeah. happen to be our Carney's son. Yeah, it's like just. Yeah, I'm sure. Leslie Barrett. Yep. Barrett. That's the guy. Leslie. Leslie Barrett. Yep. Leslie Barrett. Yep. Um, 
he's he's actually a one and done guy. Honeymoon. And we'll be doing a one and done with him at one point. point, But yeah, yeah, he was um, actually, if you see here, co-starred in Incident at a Corner. I don't know if you ever heard of that. 1960. The the only TV episode directed by Alfred Hitchcock in color, which was made days after Hitchcock finished shooting Psycho and uh, with the same exact crew. So that's one of his, uh, you know, one of the trivia about Leslie Barrett. I have a, I have a 16 millimeter copy of that. Really? (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) It's a big spool. (laughs) (laughs) Brian's all comfortable now. He's breaking my chops like everybody else does. Well deserved, by the way. All right, you know. Eight track? Eight track? I got those. I still have them. (laughs) Eight track. But yeah, so that was pretty much the only... um, like person that you saw that yeah, was just, either uh, yeah, kind of just basically ran into him. Yeah, random. Man. That's like a, just a random. You're on the New York City subway. Yeah, I know. Right. Just think of how random that is. You and, get into yeah. the same car. Think of the car. awful things that people are doing yeah. in the New York City, City subway. subway. And just think you get on the same car with George. Yeah, Leslie Barrett. Leslie Barrett. And That's we had amazing. we had a group of guys that would get together for lunch uh, that do commercials and stuff, and uh, we were downtown one time, and we're there's about six or seven of us. And I look over at the door, and who walked in but Joyce Randolph? Oh, and that was pretty really? crazy. Oh, and I, yeah. I had met her before. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, we were having lunch there, and um, I, I turned to my friends and I said, "You're never going to guess who just walked in the door, Joyce Randolph." You know, and they all looking around. Right. They couldn't believe it, and she came and joined us for a little bit. She's one of the sweetest. I nicest just, ladies I've heard you can meet nothing See but she really that is. she's always people who we've known uh, through you know the honeymooners and the Facebook and all that who have met her said she has been nothing but one of the nicest people ever yeah. I think isn't it yeah. isn't somebody um, this actor who was in a I think it was I forgot but he's her I think it's he's her nephew, like her nephew or yeah, grand like he, nephew or something. Yeah, like, like he's he's a pretty well known actor, hmm. um, but I don't remember. But they say that he hangs out with her a lot. Right. She goes to like the same diner in Manhattan. Yeah, she's well, been she even to, now. She used to go to Sardi's all the time. I think okay. that's the one. Okay, <laughs> yep. And sit there and you know sign autographs and everything. Oh, and it was because she's been in New Yorker for the whole time, right? Yeah, she, and yeah. she still Ever. lives. I think so. Still lives yeah, in Central Park night. West. Just yeah. one of those sweet people. Yeah. I got know? a great photo of her. I'll show you. After uh, with the Norton hat on, oh, with her wearing it, yeah. Oh, that must be great. Yeah, she uh, she was at the uh, the play at the Paper Mill Theater. Oh, she came out to see that honeymooners musical. Wow, she was there the night that I was there. That is so cool. She, and, I, I would gather she liked it. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, but she, plus the fact that the fact that like you mentioned that you went to see it thinking the worst. And it really, really impressed you. I thought it was the dancing, the singing, the story, everything about it. The script, the actors. I thought it was terrific. I, I couldn't believe that it didn't get on Broadway. Well, I really couldn't. I, I wish I would have. I wish it. I would have seen it too. Yeah. 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 I'm too cool to go to a play. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, have to, you'd have to change your T-shirt, right? Very good. My my black shirt. You'd have to change it to go to a play. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I would have to change my underwear too, but that doesn't mean I'm going to do it. <laughs> so um, we we wanted to do a couple of things with you guys, um, with with you and and the people that are listening, um, and because we wanted to kind of make it like a regular show. Yeah, you know, it's even though we have we can, you know yeah. we have royalty here, yeah. but still we wanted to make it a uh, part of the show. <laughs> He's shaking his head. I, I I love his humility. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> he, he is humble. I, I <laughs> have nothing to do with the show. I know. Nothing. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yes. Well, this uh, actually, I have um, uh, Brian actually talking about uh, you know we we calling him um, you know royalty. I am hum. <laughs> 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 and right after he got the after we gave him the award, yeah. uh, somebody must be saying, "Is this the man who gets the award?" <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do. Hurdle. That was hurdle. That was hurdle. Yeah. yeah. And then. Uh, and Brian did finally uh, appreciate the fact that he was full grown out of the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. And he was just It like, brings a tear <laughs> to my eye and a lump to my throat. 
<laughs> and people listen to this. Yeah. That's what I think is every funny. week. Every yeah, week, people like, listen to this. I don't I, get it. Don't I don't understand it at all. We get text messages. How come you didn't skip this week? Yeah, you guys coming on? Yeah, no. If we don't do it every, every week, week, sometimes people wonder why we didn't do it. I'm like, really? You didn't listen to last week? week. That doesn't tell you <laughs> yeah, why we didn't we do it this week. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? But uh, we're gonna go right into our next little bit. Yeah. And uh, that is the classic. The Honeymooners Podcast presents the one and done player of the week. Do you recognize the, the song? Brian? Do I know this song? Do you recognize the song? No? It's every one of our intros, except for that one that we just did the pr- with the presidential music. Oh, okay. It's all versions of Swanee Swan River. <laughs> every intro, the Everyone background music is the Swanee River. River. Yep, every single one of them. Yep, we found different versions of Swanee River, and we use them in the background for every, every one of them. This is how dumb this <laughs> show is. <laughs> we use Swanee. River. I, I actually wasn't listening to that intro. I was trying to think of something to be funny. <laughs> Well, at least it would have been for the first time. First time on this show. First first time, at least said on this episode, on this for sure. <laughs> but this is the one and done uh, of the week, right? So we mm-hmm. find uh, a character who was just like like we, like we Leslie Barrett, yep. who was just on one episode, and one character, it. and that's it. And ours is the uh, John Holland, which is he played Tony Amico. Tony Amico. And the thing was, is that I remember in in the last uh, maybe six or eight months, me and my wife started watching TCM, Turner Classic Movies. We've been really getting into some of the old movies. So I remember we were I was watching uh, a movie because I had Rex Harrison. Right. And I was fascinated with Rex Harrison because I'm a big Family Guy fan. I I watch Family Guy. And I don't (laughs) know if you ever watched it, but the baby Stewie, he got the voice he got the idea of the voice from Rex Harrison. So Stewie is he's doing an impression of Rex Harrison as the voice of Stewie. Is, is Brian the dog? Yes. Yeah. Brian okay. is the dog. Yeah. Right. Which is okay. just Seth, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane's regular voice. Yeah. So it was um, uh, My Fair. Is it My Fair? My Fair Lady? Is it My Fair? What was the one? It was uh, the one with Rex Harrison. Yeah. And I forgot the movie, but John Holland was all of a sudden in the movie. It's with um, the skinny, the skinny chick. What was her name? Where she's trying to become uh, uh, very fancy. I can't think of the movie. Yeah, I don't remember. But it's with Rex Harrison. And all of a sudden, we're watching this movie. And all of a sudden, John Holland comes in on the screen. He plays the butler or something. And I go to my wife. I'm like, oh, look, it's Tony D'Amico. Right? Yeah. Tony Amico. Tony Amico. My wife's like, who? I'm like, from, she goes, the honeymooners, right? I'm like, yeah. And I was embarrassed. Of course, I was embarrassed. But he was in there. And he's like this tall like, you know, very imposing looking guy. And he was playing the, uh, you know, the, the <laughs> butler. And I can't think of the movie. Yeah. But with I, it could have been My Fair Lady. I think he was it might have been where lady. what's uh, the, 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 the they're very skinny girl who's trying to become she's poor, but they're trying to make her yeah. into like a, a, a fancy yeah. girl. Not Audrey Hepburn. Yes. Oh. There you go. Is that is that it then? My Fair Lady? Is it with Audrey Hepburn? Is that her? I don't know. I don't know. The very skinny. Just, yeah. yeah. The, the one yeah, the could brown be hair. Yeah. Whatever. Could be her. Beautiful. So anyway. But yeah, yeah. exactly. So. We, we talk about how John Holland, he played Tony Amico, Amico? in yeah. one of my favorite episodes, Brother Ralph. It's one of my favorites. It's You know what I, I like about the episode is the fact that they kind of do the switcheroo where Audrey goes out and gets a job and Ralph is home. Right. So they're doing that classic switch thing that a lot of shows do, but they really stuck to it. And, um, and of course, Tony Amico plays her boss and he's this yeah. handsome guy and all that kind of stuff. So... That's our one and done, and John he's been Holland. in a ton of things. And he has like that 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 um, that nineteen fifties handsome guy look. Oh yeah, you know, with the mustache and you know, I mean, yeah, what a yeah. it's, it's, very it's, well it's a great cast. And, oh god, they cast him perfect. They couldn't do it any better because they what they did was they found Ralph Cramden's like complete opposite, opposite. tall. Thin, very, you know, leading man yeah, type. Leading man type. Yeah, it was just a, yeah, yeah, perfect yeah. for Ralph to get freaked out over yeah. to be like, I can't be this guy. Yeah. No way. And, you know, the whole scene. We all know how the scene goes. Can I tell just a quick Rex no, Harrison No, no, not at all. No. I don't know why you keep interrupting me, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time you're going to be in <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's just uh, my father did a movie called The Yellow Rolls Royce. Oh, I saw that. Years ago. And Rex Harrison's in it. Ingrid Bergman. Yeah. Omar Sharif. Oh, my God. Alan Delon. Uh, Jeannie Moreau. Shirley MacLaine. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She must have been a baby. So uh, this was in 1964. Wow. And up in Connecticut, where we my folks had a beach house, there was a drive-in theater there. And they showed the Yellow Rolls Royce. And it said, the Yellow Rolls Royce, starring Art Carney. <laughs> and that was all it said. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Swear to God. Oh, my God. That is fantastic. And it was just so funny <laughs> and creative for them to do that. <laughs> with all those. Oh, and George T. Time. Scott. Well, yeah. I remember that movie correctly. It was three separate stories right. in, within the movie, and it all had to do with that yellow... The yellow Rolls Royce. Ro- yellow Rolls Royce. So that's why yeah. you're getting all these... They're not on in the same scene altogether. Right. There's three, three separate yeah. stories. Like three di- yeah, three, three different, different stories, stories yeah. that are somehow connected. The, well, they're, they're yeah. connected through the car. Through the car. And but George, George E. Scott is a, a, a thug, and he... Uh, he and Shirley MacLaine and my father yeah. are in that one episode yep. together. And what, what yeah. was your dad's part in this movie? He was like uh, the driver for um, George, George C. Scott. George C. Scott. It was like this mobster gangster. Type. Now, was it a like a serious movie that had some comedy parts to it? Or uh, how would you describe well, it? I think the only comedy parts really was, was in the one that uh, George C. Scott and my dad were yeah. in. Little funny things, you know, but the other two were pretty were serious. Yeah, because really? the one with Ingrid Bergman, she had something to do with the army and the war or something, right. trying to get, you know, I don't know. But so it was, yeah. Where are you so, going to find bigger stars? <laughs> and they put stars on the car. Because they knew, they knew, they knew where their bread was buttered, right? right? They're in, right. they're in right. Art West Carneyville, yeah, Westbrook, like, Connecticut, <laughs> Westbrook, Connecticut, Star- <laughs> Art Carneyville, yeah. and a few other people and that are kind of a Omar Sharif or something, some Omar guy, some Omar guy, Omar, yeah, some guy that sells tents or something, right? Omar's tent sale or something. Oh my goodness, oh that's so funny. So anyway, all right, go ahead. No, no, that's that, that is uh, a great story. Story, story. I like, I like the side stories better than yes, our show. Of course, <laughs> yeah. You know what? We're gonna get messages. They're gonna say, "Hey, listen, guys, uh, can you do your show now with Brian as your third <laughs> mic <laughs> every time? Because we're kind of sick of you and your your dumb, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the sound <laughs> effects and all that. So, all right, well. What we do now is when we do our one-and-done player of the week, we follow it up with the secondary bit. And uh, I think you'll like this. And see if you recognize the song, Brian. The Honeymooners Podcast presents the many faces. And thanks for nothing. Of Ken Lynch. Again, another version of Swanee River. (laughs) And this, of course, is the many faces of Ken Lynch. And what it is is the guy who played the poli- the detective that came in uh, when Ralph w- entrapped with the one with the, with the, gun. the, with the yeah, with, with the, the gun. gun. Yeah. With, oh, okay. So, and Ken Lynch is a pretty well known actor who's in a ton of a things. Ton of stuff. And the thing about Ken Lynch, he played one of two parts he either played the cop or the crook. <laughs> And that's it. And, you know, and thanks for nothing. nothing. He had that kind of gritty New York kind of tough guy. tough Irish cop. You know, like that typical. Exactly. Every part he played was the same. Was the same. And you see him. He's like one of the people that you see everywhere. If you're just watching a random show, hey, there's Ken Lynch. He was in like pops up. Small parts, but pops up everywhere. Like two. You look at his IMDb. He's in like 250 different things. Like a, a, an outstanding career, but he's always playing a tough cop or a tough crook. Right. So we said, how funny would it be if we would maybe look at another player who was on the show? And what would it be like if Ken Lynch played that, <laughs> that part? part? So we okay. go with Tony Amico <laughs> and we're like, hmm, what would Tony Amico be? The character was played by, by Ken, Ken Lynch. Lynch. <laughs> and usually it's, uh, like, you know, like. Lou does a great impression. Hey, Alice. I hope you're not one of them dames that gets cold because I have my convertible downstairs and the top's down. <laughs> Take it from me, chubby. Your sister, she's all right. <laughs> hey, Porky, how about getting me a date with her? 
<laughs> Alice, you're one, certainly one of the prettiest broads all in New York City. <laughs> hey, by the way, where the hell's the other bedroom? <laughs> if you live with your brother, <laughs> at least in one bedroom. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! That is fantastic. So that is that is our little uh, ode to Ken Lynch. What would Ken Lynch be if he one. was Tony Amico for this one? And that would be. I think Ralph would be even more upset if Ken Lynch was uh, trying to date his uh, his 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 wife or sister, sister in the episode. His sister in the episode. In the episode, of course. Oh Ralph! By the way, it's only... <laughs> I'm not wanting your who. <laughs> I, I absolutely that's got that famous uh, line that your dad had, which today in today's PC world would have been so, uh, you know, uh, whatever. When Ralph's like, uh, what does a woman fall for better than anything else? And your dad said a left hook. A left hook. Oh, speaking about that, Joe. <gasps> yes. Dusty, Dusty on that hole. hole. Thank you. Um, your dad boxed. No, there was a. I thought I read somewhere he was actually a boxer for a, like a short period of time, like three months, like he two tra- minutes. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, like, like got a short, hit with a left hook. Like, I got hit with a left hook like a broad. He went down like a broad. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. We're doing callbacks here. This is beautiful. Oh, yeah. He never boxed. Not that I. Know I thought of. I had no, read no. something that he was a boxer like for a short, for period, a short of time. period of time. Like a real short period of time. Well, that just shows when he was no. doing all that boxing, like teaching. He was teaching know, Ralph. Ralph. Yeah. It, again, poetry in motion. He was moving. Watching, you know, that, you know, moving yeah. around and almost almost like this dancing. This dancing. It was like very Growing athletic. up, he and I used to watch the Gillette Friday night fights all the time. Oh. oh so really? he liked boxing. He, he liked to watch He it. really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? The Gillette? Gillette, Gillette Friday sponsored night, it. Gillette Friday night Friday fights. Friday night fights. Yeah. To look sharp. To feel sharp. <laughs> and, and I think it was a parrot or something. Something like that. I don't remember. I was little. I was real little. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, but we we always. I remember you wanted to ask him that. Yeah. Like, did he ever box? Because he, he, he does po- show moves when he's doing that, when he's pantomiming the moves before yeah. Ralph comes in. And he's yeah. really. I was like, wow. He's, he's got going, some nice. It's like he's throwing them and he's, his footwork. Of course, he's exaggerating the footwork as we're dancing, yeah. you right. know, to be funny. And of course, it was funny. and he was making noises like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's doing like the boxing noise, the breathe, yeah, you know, the yeah, breathe through the nose, his yeah, nose. yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. All right, well, no, I never saw him with a pair of gloves. No, oh, there you go. If you did, you would have saw one coming right for you. You would have talked back. You would have saw that left hook. Sometimes when he played the piano, it sounded like, like he, he had, had boxing gloves. <laughs> what a great line that was about the typewriter. When oh, he goes, oh, yeah, you could type better than this with boxing, boxing gloves on. <laughs> yeah. that's a, what a great, oh, that's line. A great line. What a tremendous oh, line. God. Yeah. Well, how come you didn't get a job? You know, I didn't like office. being in the office. He goes, cooped up in a stuffy in office. office all day. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're <laughs> in the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, I when I first spoke with Brian, I wanted to know, like, do you have like a favorite I didn't want to say favorite episode, mm-hmm. but do you have a scene that you really, really scene. enjoyed that we could kind of have some fun with? And the first thing, and it's so weird to hear this, but he goes, you know what? I like the one where my dad was in bed because he was sleepwalking. And it's so weird to hear somebody say my dad yeah. when you're talking about this iconic character and this iconic actor. But And it's in the sleepwalker, yeah. and we wanted to have a little fun with it. So we're going to play... Uh, the sleepwalker scene with your dad in the bed with with the psychiatrist. When I, I love Lou how he makes the point. Why does the New York sewer system have a psychiatrist? The, the department said it as this guy from Vienna. <laughs> I never knew the Department of Sanitation needed a psychiatrist. My father worked for the Department of Sanitation. I don't remember him having a psychiatrist on the payroll. <laughs> so we figured we'll have a little fun with it, and we'll have a little fun with uh, that whole scene with them, with your dad, with the fruit, and yeah. and all of that. Dick Tracy, Dick Tracy, Dick yeah. Tracy, and all that. So here we go. Martin. <laughs> Did you use my toothbrush? I don't know. 
<laughs> what do you mean you don't know? Well, you got a red toothbrush and I got a red toothbrush and it was laying side by side. I don't know which was which, so I just went eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Is this mo? <laughs> Line. That's mo, all right. Well, for your information, mo happens to be my toothbrush. Oh, I wonder why there was something familiar about miny. <laughs> now, I got to tell you, that joke, I knew there was something familiar about miny. Gets nothing. Nothing. And I think it's a hilarious, oh, it's subtle joke. Yeah. Like you called Mo and Miney your toothbrushes, <laughs> and you're like, I knew there was something familiar <laughs> about Miney. Like you've, you felt <laughs> the, the, <laughs> familiar <laughs> with the toothbrush in like your when, mouth? Like when Mo is in your mouth, like this ain't mine. <laughs> I'm this thinking, is a mo. This is a mo. <laughs> yeah. Mine's mine. Miney was mine. Miney was mine. mine. <laughs> uh, I, I always thought that that was funny, you know? Like, oh, my God, that got nothing. Because we do a, a, a thing where we say jokes that we felt should have gotten more laughs right. and love. Mm -hmm. That one's one of them. I knew <clears> it was yeah. something familiar about, about Miney. Miney. So, uh, Even Gleason, is this mo? It's just the way he says it. This mo, it's this mo, this mo. It's great. It's, it's just, just great. The delivery is just great. You yeah. idiot. It's yeah. just mo. <laughs> and you know what makes this scene so much fun? It's something different. We're look. We're not looking at the apartment. We're not looking at even Norton's apartment. We're looking at their bedroom. Their bedroom. And so instantly everything is heightened. Mm -hmm. There's something different going on in our psyche. Yeah. Especially I'm talking about the people in the audience. You know. Because we always say the people in the audience, they didn't even realize what they were watching. No, they, they didn't. Got, if they got forty percent of what was going on up there, that they did a lot. They got a lot because it's live. It's live. Yeah. It's live. They, they didn't get to see it a thousand times like we all have. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, here we go. Hey, Ralph, you want an apple? No. How about a banana? I don't want any banana. How about a nice kumquat? <laughs> I don't want any fruit of any kind. I got some popcorn. <laughs> you leave me alone. I don't want anything. Sheesh, what a grouch. <laughs> All right, what do you say we turn in and get a good night's sleep? Just a moment. Don't move. Give me a wrist. What are you trying Give to... Give me your wrist. Trixie tried it. It didn't work. I don't care what Trixie did. I happen to be a very light sleeper. You move one muscle, and I'll know that something's going on. <laughs> I love okay. this bell. Good night. Oh, wait a minute. Turn around. Why? I want you to turn around because I'm going to lock the door. Then I'm going to take the key, and I'm going to hide it where you can't find it. <laughs> Oh, I gotta hand it to you in between those two fat little legs with a big thinking apparatus. Shut up and turn around. <laughs> fat little ears. Fat little ears. They really gave uh, the apartment, the Norton's apartment, yeah. like some funky stuff. Yeah, really. It's a picture of a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mind if I just sort of thumb through a magazine a little bit and sort of relax? I don't care what you do, just as long as you don't disturb me, I gotta get some sleep. See, if you notice, when you're watching it, he's holding the bell in his hand, right, while this is happening, because if he didn't, it would be ringing. Ringing. So he's holding it in his hand. It's wrapped around his wrist. He's holding it until he starts thumbing doing the, the thumbing, thumbing through, through the, the magazine. magazine. Right. <laughs> and, then, and what's funny is that, of course, he's exaggerating to make the bell ring, yeah. but for the Ed Norton character... He's really not exaggerating. No, not, no this is what that would, would be do. what Norton, Norton would, do. would do. He would go through the magazine. Yeah, yeah. Like, whether he had a bell or not. Yeah. yeah. He would just he would drive Ralph crazy no matter what. Instead of like putting the bell on the other hand, the stationary hand, he just keeps <laughs> <laughs> it on the one that he's going through. That's true. That's so true. <laughs> to make that noise. And it's, and it's something that he would do. Absolutely would do, without a doubt. All right, here we go. Ha, ha, ha. 
Licking oven. Licking oven. Yeah, don't laugh. Oh, Gleason's reaction was great. And, and then... Stop! Sorry, you're gone! Well, don't worry, will you, Ralph? I'm not sleeping. I was just going to open up the window there, get a little fresh air. Never mind the window. It'll do you no good. I nailed it tight shut so you can't get out of it. <laughs> oh, boy, I got to hand it to you, Ralph. <laughs> the wheels are turning up there tonight, boy. I got the window nailed shut so I can't get out. You locked the door and hit the key up there in the top viewer of drawer for me. <laughs> and then, of course, his reaction when he gets back up. How did you yeah. know that I hit the key in a bureau? Simple deduction. What do you think I read Dick Tracy for nothing to pass the time of day? <laughs> All right, Weisenheimer. Why is he a Weisenheimer for that? <laughs> He's... Actually... I'm now going to put the key where even if you know where it is, you won't be able to get it. Right under my pillow. Now you will have to lift me up bodily in order to get at the key. <laughs> what a setup. Oh, no. I hand it to you. You finally come up with something even Dick Tracy couldn't handle. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and go to sleep. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Shut up and go to sleep. That's great. What a delivery. I just, here we go. Ralph, are you sure you don't want to come, Quack? Where you go? <laughs> the man's about to go to sleep. Maybe, yeah. You think he wants to like, suck in a cum quack? Cum quack is so funny. Yes, it is. It's Even cum, a, what yeah. is it like? Some sort uh, of uh, like a peach or something? Doesn't it look kind of like almost like a kiwi? Type thing or or peachy? I don't really know. I've yeah, seen them, but it's I a little smaller, yeah, right? Small. They're small and soft. Yeah, I think I remember yeah. as a kid they were soft. You yeah, have to peel it. Don't you have to don't peel, they peel it? it? It's got Do a pit inside, it? like um, yeah. Three like chooches don't like know a, what a kumquat, kumquat is. is. <laughs> Three idiots have no idea what a kumquat is. We're disgusting here. We're probably all like way off. Yeah, what's that thing? It's a is a flower. What is that? Like we don't even know what any of this stuff is. There's a seed in there. It's got a seed in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you put it put in the ground. It's like dirt or something. I don't know. Whatever. All right, and I love the fact that he's. He's rolled over, ready to go to sleep, and he thinks he still wants a kumquat. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Now this is just there we go. George Petri. He's <laughs> the, the dopey psychiatrist. Is this the scene now? Yeah, yeah this here is. It is. Yeah. It was like three o'clock, Joe. Yeah. Has his hat on. <laughs> He's sleepy. He still has his hat. <laughs> That's right. It's right there. It's right here, Joe. I, I, <laughs> Is that Ray Block and his orchestra? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that Ray Block and? <laughs> now they were doing that. Were they doing that live? I were they would say playing so. it live? The music. I, I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't realize. Yeah, he gave him the push. And he does and, uh, like even his motions. Even yeah, even a little bit of the, the you know, the, the thing. Yep, the push. Oh, that's right. He comes back in the room to get his, fr- to get a banana. A banana, yeah. And then he. <laughs> and then he goes. Give it a think about it. Sleepy time uh, music. Sleepy time, yeah. It's probably live. Yeah, I would say it's live. Stop music. Yeah. Sit down. You've had me up all night, Norton. Doctor will be here any minute. What'd you call a doctor for? All I got is a little bump on the head. 
I didn't call it, doctor, on account of the bump on your head. I called it, doctor, on account of the bump in your head. <laughs> I got the same doctor who took care of you down at the Department of Sanitation. How did you get that bump on your head? Oh, being asleep, I don't uh, really remember. I, uh, you know that uh, ladder that uh, leads up to McCluskey's fire escape? You know, the one that you have to jump up to pull down? Yeah. I think it comes down without jumping up and pulling it. <laughs> That's the doctor. Look, get in bed. I told him I'd keep you quiet until he got here. We love how Gleason, his character, talks to doctors. <laughs> when he gets him, tells him to get, get out of there. It's funny. Right in here. Uh, Doc, you got to do something. He almost killed himself last night. Well, I will do what I can, Mr. Clamden, but as I told Mr. Norton, he really belongs in a hospital where I can keep him under observation and test him under the proper conditions. Everybody yeah, can't afford to go to a hospital. You gotta do something from here. Well, we, we will see, we will see, eh? <laughs> Somnambulism, Mr. Clamden, has its roots in a psychosis, in most cases induced by a trauma. Now, the obvious therapy is the removal of the mental block from a patient's subconscious mind. You follow me? Well, not exactly, but I know when you said mental block, it had something to do with Norton. <laughs> now, I am inclined to believe that when Mr. Norton walks in his sleep, he, he is searching for something, something in the distant past, something perhaps he does not remember himself. But do not worry. I will do my best to help him, right? Yeah, oh. I'm going to put drugs well, in him. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? I am going to administer pentatol. Perhaps you have heard of it. It is sometimes called the tooth serum. Tooth serum. Now, truth. when Mr. Norton is asleep, the mental block to his subconscious mind will be cleared. And perhaps then we can find out what it is he is searching for. Oh, I get it, Doc. You find out what he's searching for. Then after you find that out, you get him what he's been searching for, and then he doesn't sleepwalk anymore. Exactly. Excuse me, Mr. Fan. Boy, medicine is remarkable. <laughs> I love this. Boy, uh, medicine is remarkable. Mr. Norton, injection. It will not hurt, so just relax, eh? I, I will inject you. Stop being a baby. Let him give you the injection. They give it to little kids, and nothing happens to them. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, Brian, if you notice, when he wakes him up, George Petrie loses his thing when he goes, you fainted. He lost his whole accent. You fainted. Steady now, Mr. Steady now. What happened? You fainted. Completely gone. He's a New Yorker now. All right, here we go. I would like for you to count backwards from a hundred. <laughs> Again, this is timing. 99. Yeah. 98. 97. 96. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's strong stuff you're using there. Strong stuff. What do you say? Uh, I, I, I thought that would get a bigger laugh. Yeah. What, the, the three? Yeah. Uh, I know. It's yeah. so... Something is troubling you. What is it? Did something hurt you? Did you suffer some grave disappointment? Uh, <laughs> grave disappointment? Uh, when did that happen? When I was 21 years old. <laughs> I wanted to go to college. And what happened? They wouldn't let me. They said I had to finish grammar school first. <laughs> well, you're wasting your time, Doc. That mental block's made out of cement. <laughs> <laughs> Lulu. 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 Uh, tell us about Lulu, Mr. Norton. Uh, was she a childhood sweetheart? A childhood sweetheart. Yes, Lulu. Well, what, what, what happened to Mr. Norton? What happened with Lulu? I lost her at Coney Island. How did you lose her? We was going through the tunnel of love, and she jumped out of the boat and went after a cocker spaniel. <laughs> Lulu was the best dog I ever had. A dog? A dog? That's it, Doc. That's what he's searching for, the dog he lost. All we have to do is get him a dog, and that's the end of his sleepwalking. Oh, no, we must not jump to conclusions, Mr. Clement. <laughs> that might only be part of the dilemma. In order to find out, in order to be certain what this trouble is, I will have to run further tests. Well, how long is that going to take? Oh, two, three months. 
Two or three months? I can't last that long. Look, I know Norton. If he does anything, he does it for a dumb reason. And he's sleepwalking for a dumb reason. Now, all we have to do is get him the dog, and that'll settle the whole thing. But, Mr. Kyman, we do not have sufficient proof. Proof. Enough proof for now me. Now watch this. I'm getting him a dog. Get your stuff and we'll get out of here. Get your stuff and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. Like the timing of the three, because when he's counting down, it's 100, 99, 98. And then when he gets to 95 Six. or 96, Six. but it's always time perfect. Yes. But then there's that extra half a second of a pause. Yeah, you- when he, the drug. Yeah. when he does, you, yes. You, you picture the drug going through his veins. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right before he says three, three. it's hit his it's brain. Three. Yeah. Three. And you're right. Three. It should have gotten a lot more. Yeah. But again, we don't think the audience was prepped for that. I yeah. think it was almost like, what? what? Three? And then, so some of them laughed, some of them didn't. But I don't think they really got the, the, the gravity of how funny yeah. that joke was. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, you're right. It's the timing, the and you can't. Great. You just can't. So you can't two, teach it. Two good words in here. We have kumquat. Yeah. Yeah. And another one you read, cocker spaniel. That's right. Could you imagine, like, she ran after a German shepherd? It nope. Don't work. Yeah. But cocker. The way he yes. says it, cocker spaniel yep. works. Yeah. Actually, I I I learned that from Carlin. He's like my favorite comic of all time, George Carlin, and he would always talk about like words that have the hard K sound will get you better laughs a lot of times so it's a cocker spaniel you know kumquat kumquat like they it's it's that hard k those sounds that hit you and and it's just uh, it's it's great how he can do that with the timing that it almost seems like that's they make it look so easy easy that's why people will try to do things, and then they're like, they fall flat in their face. Because it was just a great exchange between the two of them. <laughs> yes. The timing between the two of them was phenomenal. It and is, then when you said when he takes his hands and he's got him clasped oh, behind, behind his back, his back to oh, look, just, and then he just faints. Just faints. Just the way he does it. Absolutely. <laughs> it was just precision. It was absolutely great. So, um, well, Lou, are you ready for the I'm last ready. part of the show? I'm ready. Brian, this is how we finish each show, and um, you'll hear it. Should I stand at attention? No, you don't have to. Who is our first guest, please? (laughs) Our first guest, ready to leap the first hurdle on his way to the $99,000 answer, is our... Comedian from Erster Bay, Brooklyn, (laughs) Joe Conti. Thank you, thank you. I want to see the expression on your face when you miss it. Oh, that wasn't very nice. That was very, very mean. So now he does a trivia question for me. And if you want, we can also have Brian think of it, too. So it'll be, this is our little thing for me every week that he uh, tries to throw me under the bus. Okay. Pretty good. I do okay. He doesn't get multiple choice. So it's prepared by Professor Walter Newman. Prepared by Professor Walter Newman. As all are. Of course. Okay, Joe, this is from Palomine, which happens to be my favorite episode. Um... When Trixie says to Ed, why aren't you dressed for the party? And Norton says, well, if you didn't any better, you know. Okay, so here's the, the question. What percentage of the synthetic material makes up the brand new T-shirt that Norton's wearing? So I need the synthetic material and the percentage. The percentage. I think I know this. Do you yeah. know this, Brian? You guys are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts that he knows it. I mean... <laughs> You guys are All right, nuts. Let me see if I get it. Right, let me see if it. I okay. get it. Twenty yeah. percent Dacron. Think of a funnier number. <laughs> I guess. Wait a minute. Number, number with a K. No. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, is it eighty percent Dacron? No. 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 It forty. Is it forty? It's Dacron, but it's forty percent. I thought it was no. I thought it, maybe I said when I said twenty, I messed up because I was thinking eighty instead of twenty. 20 you know, yeah. the twenty. Yeah. So it's forty percent Dacron. Dacron. Okay, <laughs> see, I I'm not that good at this. He's great. At I this. can't believe you missed out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right up there with hello ball. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, listen, this has been. Uh, more fun than I could have ever imagined. Yes. Uh, we a trash, uh, treasure. Who, so who can we thank? First of all, thank our pal, now our pal, the great, our the great, the great, Brian Carney, um, the new 
honorary full grown nut, nut of the week, week for this week. That's right. And he's dude, you know he's never gonna call he's never gonna talk to us again. We give him that. We were <laughs> no, just for having <laughs> him come up here for this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you so much for your interview and then coming and doing this. Uh, it's been great. Who else can we thank? Silk City Hot Sauce. All of you guys who listen, who emailed us some questions for Brian. Yeah, thank you. Comment on Facebook. All of you. Share our uh, our show with friends on social media. Thanks to the Facebook group, The Honeymooners Raccoon Lodge, with Joy and Brother Norton, obviously. And I got my one-hour comedy album called Happiness. If you want to download it anywhere, you get your music or comedy. And... Uh, I think that's it, right? Should be it, Joe. Well, everybody, for me and Lou and our pal Brian Carney, we say we'll see you next time. Eporbus raccoonum. Okay, bud. Arrivederci. There you go. <laughs> that's a different way to end <laughs> it. Night all. <laughs> Night all. <laughs> Crandon, I'll be seeing you. I'll be seeing you, Irving Kane, Irving Kale and Sammy Fain, 1938. <laughs> oh, Mr. Crandon, it's all over now. It's all over now. Bassy Simon, 1927. <laughs> no, no, good night, Mr. Crandon. Good, good night, night, good night. There were two songs, good night. It was Good Night, Irene, written by Lomax and Ledbetter. Good Night, Sweetheart, written by Rudy Valley and Ray Noble. Rx. <laughs> This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.